Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. Today, we are going to talk about something that can be very helpful or can actually be very damaging to your fertility. And that is the concept of doing detoxes for your body. And so I had a patient yesterday who she was trying to get pregnant and she was in the midst of efforts naturally at home with her partner. And at the same time, she was doing juice fasts and taking supplements for cleansing. And I explained to her that it probably wasn't the best approach while actively trying to conceive. And I am going to get into the why of that. So let's start with, you know, what is detox? Why is it important to consider? Um, You know, what are some of the benefits? So a detox is essentially just as it sounds like getting the toxins out of your body. And there can be a bunch of different ways of doing this. Some of them more intensive regimes, some of them lighter regimes. So commonly in our culture, we see a lot of juice fasts. We've seen the master cleanse where you drink the lemon and maple syrup water and that's all you drink for 10 days. Um, You can go to fasting retreats where you basically just drink juice and maybe eat some salads. So, you know, those are a little bit more of those intense liquid fast uh, type detoxes. And those were popularized because people, you know, get fast results from them. Uh, There are some downsides, uh, which I will be getting into. Other types of fasts uh, or other types of detoxes, I should say, are ones that involve just sort of eating clean. So cutting out things like sugar and dairy products and booze, caffeine, um, pork, beef. So cutting out some of like the heavier, more inflammatory foods, allergenic foods, um, and just cleaning up the diet a little bit. That is also a form of detox. It doesn't um, as quickly kind of pull out junk from your body as maybe one of the liquid Uh, cleanses does, but it's also a lot gentler uh, and and it's probably more okay for baby making. Uh, Other toxins involve smoothies. So companies such as like Isogenics and ones like that have created these smoothies that you drink all day and maybe they have some kind of bar you eat or what have you. Depending on what's in the smoothie, it can be helpful or not. I do recommend a few brands. Isogenic is not one of them um, that can be helpful for a smoothie type detox. But again, I'm not really recommending anything anything super intensive if you're actively in the process of trying to get pregnant. And I'll tell you what I mean by actively in the process versus, you know, timing at another time. So, um, the clean eating, the fasting, smoothie cleanses. And then there's also ones that where we're combining like clean eating with say homeopathics 
or herbal medicine, so certain teas or tinctures that can help the organs such as the liver and kidneys to cleanse. Uh, and then, you know, we really want the bowels moving during a detox. So we're, we're wanting to make sure that all the waste is getting out. So maybe some fiber, extra water. Uh, so there are important considerations. The timing of things is super important. And then also, you know, the health of the individual and the potential toxic load. So some of the benefits of a detox are that it can help to balance hormones. It can low it, lower acid in the body. It can balance your blood sugar, lower inflammation, clear your mind. So there's a lot of good argument for this. Uh, it also can be, you know, fighting things like the growth of cancer cells or um, degeneration of your cells because toxins attack and break down our cells and lead to rapid aging. And toxins are found in things like uh, you know, foods with pesticides, uh, plastics, cans, the air we breathe, the water we drink. Uh, I've done other podcast episodes where I've alluded to this kind of stuff. We're just focusing a bit more on the active process of cleansing today. So, you know, we're finding toxins everywhere in our environment. Our food is loaded up with it. And, you know, sometimes we just, our body gets bogged down. It could be also that we've gone through one or more IVF cycles or maybe medicated IUI cycles um, where our body has had to deal with extra medication, or perhaps you've taken antibiotics or other medications um, that have maybe kind of built up in the body a little bit. So, you know, again, it's coming from lifestyle factors, it's coming from medical procedures and processes, uh, and it's coming from just our daily habits of what we're eating and consuming, how much booze we're drinking, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, having some awareness around potentially our toxic load can be really helpful in directing how we're going to approach this. I definitely think there are benefits to cleansing the ones I just listed. And I, I think that it's really helpful to do it at least say twice a year, but it doesn't have to be a formal cleanse where we're using herbs and supplements and things um, to clean out the body. It simply could just be cleaning up the diet for a couple weeks to just unburden your organs and allow your body to self-cleanse a little bit. And spring and fall are great, great times for that. Your body is naturally cleansing in the spring. Uh, it's like a spring cleaning of your body, essentially. So um, that's a good time to do it to avoid allergies and, and you know, things that can pop up during the springtime. But, um, you know, the so the timing should be at least once a year, better twice a year, and you can certainly do it more than that. And again, I'm not talking about the fasts, the juice fasts or the liquid fasts or what have you. I'm simply talking about cleaning up your diet, having a little bit of a reset, um, clearing your mind and, and tuning in to the fact that maybe you got a little bit off track. Dry January is also a good way of doing it. You just don't want to replace certain habits with others, which is why I think it's sometimes good to just do an elimination type diet to cut out all of the junk um, and then, you know, reintroduce things and, and hopefully you'll kind of have ditched some of the less healthy habits in the process. We will get right back to today's episode in just a sec but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to tell you about an exciting new project that I have underway. So here it is. I get a lot of questions about what to eat and avoid when trying to get pregnant. Since so many of you are interested in optimizing your fertility via nutrition, I've created a very special course that teaches you the ins and outs of just that. 
It hasn't launched yet, but keep your eyes and ears peeled from my course on fertility nutrition. Whether you are already undergoing IVF or just trying the old-fashioned way, my goal is to help give you all the nutritional tools you need to enhance your fertility and speed your path to baby. All right, let's jump back in. There are side effects to cleansing that are less than pleasant at times, and, and that's because you're literally unloading toxins from your system and dumping them into circulation where your body has to deal with them. So when that happens, like say you're going through caffeine withdrawal or sugar withdrawal um, because you've cut those out or alcohol withdrawal, um, then, and this can even happen with gluten actually, uh, that you might start feeling fatigued, maybe feeling a little bit ill. It usually lasts for a few days and then after a few days you start feeling really great, but initially you could get a little bit of hakey, um, sorry, headachey, fatigued, um, or a little bit ill, and, or you could just be in a really bad mood. That's another side effect of cleansing. And some people are like, oh, I don't feel good. This is a bad sign. Actually, it's not a bad sign. It's a sign that it's probably working um, and that you want to stick with it. You just, again, you have to be careful about the timing um, and thinking about your own state of health and, and how you're doing this. I, I don't recommend just suddenly going and doing something really harsh that's not been uh, sort of prescribed for you. Uh, and so it, it is sometimes good to just seek the help of a professional to really cater something to your you know, current health and goals. So um, another uh, side effect or risk of detoxing is that if you're actively trying to get pregnant or potentially in the early stages of pregnancy, that is a lot of toxic load um, that could uh, get to the fetus. So you don't want to be bathing uh, a fetus in toxins that are being unloaded from your organs and fat cells and tissues. Uh, it's That's why it's preferable to really be doing this outside of trying to get pregnant. Not only that, but the detox process can actually cause stress within your body. Um, like the unloading of toxins can signal uh, um, stress hormones like cortisol to go up, which can affect your hormonal signaling and pathways. It can affect your level of anxiety. Uh, so, you know, that's something to consider is that uh, detoxing can actually cause stress on the body, which is one of the major reasons why I don't recommend doing those quicker, uh, more intense detoxes, like the juice cleanses, for example, because I believe for most people it's unloading too much too fast, uh, and that can be detrimental in ways. When these uh, things were originally designed, these juice fasts or these liquid cleanses, it was in a time where people had more downtime and you could kind of, you know, rest more, meditate more, drink more fluids, take your time. We live in a very fast paced society and we're kind of go, go, going and we're still doing all of our exercise routines and we're taking all our meetings and we're, you know, doing all our stuff. And so it's not really giving our bodies the rest that uh, is better for the detox process. So that is another reason why I recommend doing something a little more gentle uh, that wouldn't cause as much stress on the body and that wouldn't require you to, to take as much rest um, and to alter your daily routine as much. So be careful of the too much too fast. I know it seems alluring to get a lot done in a small period of time, uh, but if you're actively trying to get pregnant right now, it, it's just not the best approach. If you're gonna be trying to get pregnant in a few months, you certainly could do something like that, but my suggestion would be to 
do some kind of lead up to a juice fast or a liquid cleanse where you clean up your diet for a couple weeks, then do the juice fast, and then ease off in uh, the juice fast into a clean diet where you're eating small portions and then building up. It's not just going from your regular life and all your eating habits right into um, a juice fast or uh, some other type of intensive cleanse, and then going right back to what you were doing before. That is basically like you're hurting your digestive system and you're going to be annihilating a lot of your results. Like I've seen people who've done a juice fast and then gone to eat Brazilian barbecue. It's just, it's not a good idea. Um, you know, or they go celebrate with like wine and cake and what have you. So we've got to make sure that we've got a gradual lead in and a lead out and a structured program so that you not only, um, you know, don't feel terrible, but that, so you actually reap all the benefits because a lot of the time we're undoing all the good work, um, that we set out to do because of how we come off the cleanse um, or because of the way our bodies behave during it. Warning signs that the cleanse is not going so well for your body is if you suddenly start having insomnia. It could be the stress hormones from the toxins dumping that is upsetting your mind or maybe hypoglycemia, just not getting um, enough blood sugar for your body to feel safe. Um, another thing is if you're not having bowel movements regularly or not urinating well, that's also not a good sign because we need to make sure that the organs of elimination are are kind of working well. Uh, or if you're just, you know, if you feel a lot of really negative detox symptoms that go on for weeks, uh, it really, you know, you generally would start feeling good after about a week or 10 days. Uh, it shouldn't last too much more than that. And if it does, then there might be something else going on. So something to consider. My recommendation, if you're trying to conceive, is really easy does it. So um, as I mentioned earlier on, a clean eating type of approach, an elimination diet type of approach where, uh, where you're cutting out inflammatory foods um, like fried foods and heavy meats and uh, eating more plant-based foods and getting rid of sugar and alcohol and caffeine and things and just giving your body a break from the day-to-day, -day, allowing it to clean out, that is absolutely great and sufficient. Now, if you're not actively trying to get pregnant, like you're not in an IVF cycle, you're not trying to get pregnant um, naturally that particular month, then you can certainly do one that's a little bit more advanced. For example, um, cleanse smoothie for breakfast and snack, and then uh, lots of fluids, uh, smaller meals for lunch, maybe even fasting for dinner time and having uh, a vegetable broth or something like that. Uh, and so, so something like that, a little bit more intensive and with the assistance of the nutrients that are in the cleansing smoothie, you can add uh, herbal teas such as dandelion, burdock, uh, or homeopathic such as rosemarinus and juniper. Uh, and then there's uh, the unda numbers, which are other homeopathics. That, so, or there's gentian root, which is a Chinese herb. So there's so many ways to go about it. And again, I really do think it's best catered to the person and, you know, what was happening with their body beforehand to make sure that, you know, you get the most successful outcome from the cleanse. So timing, really important. What we're involving in the cleanse, very important. If you're actively trying to get pregnant right now, you just want to be doing a clean eating protocol. If you're not actively trying to get pregnant and you have a little bit of time between cycles, um, then something a little bit more intensive with some uh, assistance from supplements or herbs can be very helpful. 
if trying to get pregnant, I don't recommend uh, fasts at the moment. So the liquid fast that we talk about, I, I just think it's too much on the body. It will trigger the response of stress hormones. It also can upset your cycle. So you may have like a 28 day regular cycle and then suddenly you do a fast and your period doesn't come. And that's because of the stress that was created internally, it kind of like shut down your hormones temporarily. So a lot of the time, you know, when we're trying to get pregnant or planning to get pregnant, the regularity of your cycle is pretty crucial to your efforts. So um, just know that sometimes a detox can throw that out. Uh, eating plant-based is a great way to clean your body. Um, plant-based diets, meaning um, just basically mostly vegetables with the addition of maybe a little bit of fatty fish, uh, can be really helpful in just uh, lowering excess blood sugar and reducing inflammation, helping your bowels to cleanse more properly. Uh, so a plant-based diet is a really good um clean eating method and can be like a short-term fix to you feeling a bit gross in your body. Like say you did a, an IVF cycle and you feel really bloated and um, you've gained weight, actually just eating vegetables, a uh, vegetarian kind of diet for a couple weeks can take care of that excess fluid retention, that excess weight, um, and it's simple and easy to follow and there's lots of variety. Uh, avoid juicing, especially in the winter. So if you are uh, living in a cold climate, such as uh, myself in, in New York City, I don't usually recommend a lot of cold foods or drinks, especially in the winter. And this is more of an Eastern medicine principle. We believe that cold fluids can actually injure the digestive system. Um, so I remember being in China doing my residency and all the doctors had these thermoses beside their desk and they would sip their water or tea all day rather than drinking something cold um, out of a fridge or out of the tap. So for a cleanse, we want to assist the digestion process. We want to warm the body. And so broths are really great. I don't recommend bone broth in a cleanse because uh, bone broth contains um, glutamate and histamine, which can produce an allergic response for some people and an inflammatory response for some people. And it, it, it has a ton of benefits, but if we're creating inflammation with it, then there's an issue there. So we just have to make sure um, to avoid the potential for an inflammatory reaction during a cleanse. And so sticking to vegetable based broths is, is more safe than, than doing bone broths. Uh, eating seasonally is something that I highly recommend. I do believe that the earth has provided us with the nutrients we need in each season. And so visiting your local's farmer's market, um, you know, knowing what's kind of growing in your area and sticking more to that, I think is advantageous for the body's cleansing. And, you know, it's, a, it's great that we have you know, this global sort of food economy where we can get anything at any time, avocados, bananas, this, that, or the other thing. Uh, but I, I think, you know, by and large, if you can eat more of what's growing in your area, that's going to be more advantageous um, for your wellness overall and for the cleansing process. So if it's winter, eat the winter vegetables. If it's summer, you can eat more of the sprouts and, um, you know, fresh veggies and things. And then avoid too much fruit on a cleanse because even though fruit can be healthy fiber and have good nutrients, it's still sugar. So you really want to eat maybe only like one piece daily. Keep a lot of variety. Sometimes our body starts reacting to foods when we're not eating enough variety. So the best thing we can do is kind of eat the rainbow, pick orange vegetables, purple vegetables, green ones. Um, we hear a lot about how 
good green ones are for cleansing because they contain um, chemical constituents like indole-3-carbonyl uh, that help the liver to filter. So I definitely think green veggies are a big assist, but I do think it's very important to eat the rainbow. And I see people's mental and physical health um, be much better when they're eating more variety rather than kind of going to the same things on a daily basis. Uh, make sure you are drinking a ton of water. If you cleanse and don't drink water, you're basically leaving the toxins circulating and reabsorbing them into your system. It's the same thing if you're not having bowel movements or urinating that much. You're, you're kind of unloading the toxins and then reabsorbing them. So it's your body's doing all this extra work um, only for a negative result. So just be careful about that. You also want to be really careful about portions while you're cleansing. Uh, when you under eat a little bit or eat less calories than usual that assists the cleansing process because it's less of a load on your digestive system. Now, again, you don't want to suffer from really low blood sugar or cause issues in that respect. Um, but if you could cut down your portions by a third or so, that can be a really helpful assist to your cleansing process. So that's the gist. Uh, I do, again, recommend that if you're going to undergo something a bit more intensive or you want to cater it to, um, you know, a post-IVF detox or something that you seek out the help of a professional, we have uh, plenty of detox protocols uh, at Naturna and we'd be happy to help you. And I'm sure there are lots of nutritionists and naturopaths that, that could help in the same respect. Uh, but if endeavoring to do this alone, just take some of the tips that I've laid out and just be careful about the timing. Do not be doing this right in the midst of baby making. It's just not going to be good for you or the baby. Also, there's a high likelihood that the dumping of toxins into your system will create an environment that's just not that conducive to conception and you may be delaying your efforts. So, you know, you're not going to get implantation likely if there's toxins circulating because your body just won't like that and there'll be an immune and inflammatory response. So thanks so much for tuning in and looking forward to having you all back next time. Have a great day. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina. Christina.